Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Greetings. Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show. So glad you're here today. All right, so let's just get right to it. This is such a good topic today. If you're one of the 70% of college students that graduate with some form of student loan debt, you're likely investigating the many different options that exist for repayment. So one of those is the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program, or PSLF. We're going to call it PSLF the whole time, but just know that means Public Service Loan Forgiveness. PSLF was introduced in October 2007 and allows borrowers who make 10 years of qualifying payments, 120 total payments, and work for an employer in the public service sector to have his or her loans completely forgiven. The first eligible borrowers for PSLF would have completed their 10 years of payments in October 2017. Statistics have shown, I love statistics, that within the next several years after 2017, only 1% of PSLF applicants had been approved. 1%. So today... <laughs> We're going to look through what some of the reasons are for PSLF applications to be rejected and how you can avoid the biggest PSLF errors that cause denial. Let's do this. Well, actually, I should say this. If you've been denied from PSLF and maybe you're looking for the best repayment strategy, consider checking out Loan Buddy. It's a service that can help you analyze the different repayment and loan forgiveness options and determine which one might be right for you. First of all, let's just answer this. What is Public Service Loan Forgiveness, or PSLF? So I just touched on this a little bit a little bit ago, but Public Service Loan Forgiveness is a program introduced back in 07. It allows graduates who make 120 qualifying payments and work for a qualifying employer to have their loans forgiven. So the PSLF is only an option for borrowers who have direct loans or who consolidate other federal loans into a direct loan. You must also be on an income-driven repayment plan, like the Pay-As-You-Earn, or P-A-Y-E, Revised Pay-As-You-Earn, or Repay, R-E-P-A-Y-E, and also Income Contingent Repayment, or I-C-R, or Income-Based Repayment, I-B-R. Huh, a lot of acronyms. So here's how to qualify for PSLF. That's what we're really zeroing in on today. Even if you're eligible for PSLF based on the type of loans that you have and the type of repayment plan you're on, you must also work for a qualifying employer. The following types of jobs and employers qualify for PSLF. Government organizations at any level. This can be U.S. federal, state, local, or tribal. Not-for-profit organizations that are tax-exempt under 501c3. Not-for-profit organizations that are not tax-exempt under 501c3, but provide certain types of qualifying public services, the Peace Corps, AmeriCorps. You can also see what jobs and employers qualify for PSLF. We have a link to that at thecollegeinvestors.com. You can really dive in a little bit deeper there too. And by the way, if you're working as a contractor, it's important to understand that it's your actual employer whose occupation is relevant for the purposes of qualification under PSLF. For example, if you're a government contractor, that is not the same as being employed by a governmental organization. Ah, so important to make that distinction. Your employer, the company that signs your paychecks, would need to qualify as either a government organization 
or a 501c3 nonprofit organization. The biggest PSLF errors that cause denial. The U.S. Department of Education has called out a few common errors that can cause a PSLF denial. Missing information, no eligible loans, only direct loans qualify for PSLF, not being in an income-driven repayment plan, staying on deferment or forbearance, missing payments or even making extra payments, ineligible employer. Okay, so here's how to avoid those errors. The number one way to avoid PSLF errors that cause denial is by filling out an employment certification form, ECF. The ECF is a form that was introduced back in 2012 by the government to help borrowers confirm that they are on track to qualify for public service loan forgiveness. The ECF allows you to submit your employment and loan information and get a confirmation that your employer is indeed qualified for PSLF. The ECF is kind of an early warning system, if you will, if you're planning on applying for public service loan forgiveness. So, rather than make 10 years of payments only to find out that you aren't eligible, <laughs> filling out your ECF every year is a way to make sure that all of the kinks are worked out before you make your 120 qualifying payments. Here are some of the best suggestions that we have for how to avoid these PSLF errors we mentioned earlier. Submit an ECF as soon as you start your public service job, every year after that and every time you change employers. This will make sure you're on the right track. Make sure your ECF is not missing any information. The Department of Education mentions that two of the most common pieces of missing information are the employer's address and employer identification number, EIN. Keep your information consistent each year as you fill out your ECF. The Department of Education mentions specifically that they often see inconsistent employment beginning dates. If you have any other type of loans besides direct loans, you'll need to consolidate your loans before applying for PSLF. Only income-driven repayment plans such as ICR, IBR, pay or repay are eligible for PSLF. If you are in deferment or forbearance, any payments that you make do not count toward the 120 payments you need to qualify for PSLF. So along those lines, you are able to waive your deferment. For example, if you're working for a qualifying employer while still in graduate school, you may want to contact your servicer to waive your deferment in order to start your 120 months of qualifying payments ASAP. Don't make late payments. Oh, we can't stress this enough. Of course you shouldn't make late payments in general, but any payments made more than 15 days late will not count as a qualifying payment. Most of these ways to avoid PSLF errors can be adroitly summed up by saying, look at all the mistakes we just mentioned. Now, don't do any of them. If you have any questions still about whether PSLF fits in your specific situation, please check out Loan Buddy and let us help you analyze the different repayment and loan forgiveness options and determine which one might be right for you. You can find all of this, of course, links and resources and everything at thecollegeinvestor.com. That's all we have for you today. I hope it was helpful. Please share this with somebody who can also find this helpful too. Let's just help each other out. Thanks again. We'll talk to you again real soon.